you got to just look at what's your overarching goal of where you're going. I made this analogy during the first presentation that we had for like our all company meeting. And you know, if you're in the, in the middle of West Texas and you're running down the street and you don't see anything ahead of you, you're just running, 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 running. You're going to get out of breath and you've got nothing you're to not run gonna, to. You've got nothing to run to. No. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts. Business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hey, hello, Metalworking Nation. Jim here from Making Chips. We are coming to you live from our suburban remote studio in Chicago, Illinois. It's great to have you tune in and listen to us talk today and we're here to equip and inspire you. I've got my good friend and co-host Jason Zenger sitting on the other side of this table here, and we are ready to give you some good knowledge today. Again, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the show. Let's get going. Yeah, we're ready to equip and inspire. That's what we that's what we try to do every week, right? Yeah, and actually after we are done with this episode, Ryan's going to be running over to what will soon become our new studio, so our permanent studio. We don't need to travel around or anything like that anymore, so it's going to be really nice to have a full-fledged studio. And video. And video. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So did you see that manufacturing news that I chatted over to you about the auto sales? Yeah, I think Isn't it, this is definitely kind of the precursor to what needs to be an awakening for people that you know are really heavily invested in. Being a, being a manufacturer selling to the automotive industry is, you know, time to think about your vision for your company. Time exactly. to think about your your business model. What a coincidence model. we're talking yeah. about vision. That's exactly. what the whole topic of the, the show is going to be about today. But, yeah, so U.S. News is reporting a stagnant auto sales bad omen for manufacturing. It goes on to say that um, all the major automotive companies, General Motors, Ford, and Toyota, are all down anywhere from... 1.4% for Toyota, 2.2% for uh, GM, and 3% for Ford. I don't know. It's it's they've had a really good run. Yeah, which for a lot of people they're thinking, you know, oh, well, you know, 1%, 2% down, <laughs> no big deal. Right? But for the automotive industry, that's a huge deal, especially considering considering the um the trajectory upwards that they've been having. I think is this is and and they always like to see the bad stuff that's going to come in the future first. So, right. you know, this this is just a precursor to what could be more of a nosedive a little bit later. I don't think it's gloom and doom, but I think No, I'm not I trying to say gloom and doom, but I'm just saying that I think people need to be cognizant of it. And I think that I think the smart business owners are being proactive and know that there's no sustainability in the automotive rah-rah that they've had over the last few years. Absolutely. You need to look at your business model. Exactly. Exactly. And they have a vision for the future, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I want to share with our listeners, talking about car sales, and um, when we went off mic with our last guest, Bill Angston, he told us about this new um, app called Get Around. We're not trying to promote Get Around, but what it is, it's like a Airbnb for cars, 
And if you're like an urban guy like Jason and I and well, I, I we, we have cars, but a lot of people that do live in urban environments do not have cars and you need one. You can go on this app and you can rent somebody's car for a day or two or whatever. And there's all different kinds of level classes that you can rent out. So kind of an interesting concept. I I'm still a little bit in the clouds with it, whether it's going to be successful or not. But I mean, there you go. Um, people just aren't buying cars anymore. It's it's costly. It's expensive. You got to insure them. You got the upkeep. It's it you know it, it's it's expensive. Yeah, I, one of my neighbors was talking about buying a second car, and I was really questioning on him. I was like, "You sure you want to do that?" You know? Yeah. You know, because exactly. just you know, if you don't really need it, I don't. I don't. You know, I don't know. I could never do that because my my vehicle, my my Jeep, which I love, is a um, not only my rolling office, but it's also my rolling storage container. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I keep I keep all you know all my kids' stuff in the back, and you know it's got soccer balls and you know just all a bunch of stuff. <laughs> so I I don't think that would work for me. Yeah, well, I, I am at looking. We're looking for a car right now for my wife, but um, that's another story. We can do that offline. But anyway, just getting back to this article in U.S. News and Manufacturing or U.S. News, excuse me, be cognizant. I, I'm sure the, the people that are really successful that are doing a lot with automotive sales uh, knows that there is not going to be a lot of sustainability going forward and um, that it's already coming to fruition that GM, Toyota, and Ford are down and they're being watchful of this trend. Yeah, I mean, so. if you're all of your businesses in the automotive industry, you got to know that you're going to go up and down with the automotive industry. Absolutely. So you want to talk about IMTS a little bit? What's that, what's that IMTS all about? No, it's, of course I do. I, of course I want to talk about I, IMTS. You know what is? Inter- it's going to be the busiest week of our life. You know what's interesting is that I, I actually um, had to correct you on air once about IMTS because it's actually now the International Manufacturing Technology Show. No kidding. And yeah. I said machine. I know I said well, machine. Well, it, it, I think it used to be the yeah. International Machine, machine Tool, Tool Show. Show. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've expanded beyond that. So. Of course. Just like, so they've changed the name. Right. Just like everything has evolved, mm-hmm. that has too. Absolutely. So what? can you say it one more time, please? International Manufacturing Technology Show. Well, look, just like the association that we belong to, too, mm-hmm. we've rebranded themselves yep. um, using those key words. Absolutely. But yeah, IMTS is coming up. It's going to be here in like what? By the time this show is released, it's probably going to be less than four weeks away. Mm-hmm. If if you have not yet already signed up and registered for the event, I would do it right now. It's again, it's September twelfth to the seventeenth. It's probably it is. I know it is. I've talked to the major players over there. It's going to be the biggest. IMTS they've ever had. It's encompassing all four of the buildings, all levels of the building. I believe I heard 4 million square feet of exhibitor space. Manufacturers are just going to swoop in and dominate Chicago for six full days. I know. And you know what the best part is, Jason? We are going to be sitting right there on the floor, in the thick of it, in the IMTS TV booth, recording live, talking to our fans and our listeners Handing out those making chips T-shirts, absolutely. Chatting it's gonna be, with it's people, be fun. chatting with people about what manufacturing is all about, how it's moving forward, how it's a viable industry. Uh, it's going to be just a fabulous, fabulous week for manufacturing, for IMTS, for Chicago, and for making chips. Well, let's talk about the make and elevate. 
What is that website called? Well, it's makeandelevate.com, and, and it's up. It's finally there. You can either go to makeandelevate.com or you can go to makingchips.com and click on events, and it'll forward you to Make and Elevate. Make and Elevate is our leadership series that we're using to equip and inspire manufacturing leaders, and we're taking it to the next level beyond the podcast. Yeah. It was Jason's brainchild again. It's always my brainchild, and Jim. You just uh, helped me to make it happen. Yeah. Or well, I should you say know, you helped me to make it happen. You make it happen because otherwise it would just sit yeah, in my but, brain. <laughs> no, genuinely, I want to say that I thought it was a great idea. And Jason does come up with a lot of ideas, but this one- Nine really, out of ten are stupid. Not stupid. <laughs> not stupid. But this one, when when he says something that I feel is going to resonate with me and- and our listeners and, and people in the industry, the light bulb in my head goes up. Literally, I see a light bulb, boop, pop. Good. And Thank you. Uh, this one sounded great, and I stand firmly behind him and us that I think we're going to bring a powerful two-day leadership seminar to Chicago during IMTS week, really going to equip and inspire we're really going to learn. We're really going to um, help each other. And it's going to be a high, high level um, leadership series. Yeah, we, we want, want this to be transformational for people yeah. that they come into this um, Make and Elevate leadership series and they come out of it different. They're going to come out tired and they're also going to just have a different perspective on their business and they're yeah. going to they're going to have tools that they're going to bring back and it, it's going to be great. I'm really looking for I mean, I'm I'm going to be a participant as well. I want to yeah. learn something and I want to get something out of it also. I mean, we're going to bring in the best of the best. I mean, Jim are. and I are you know, we're just we're just we helping are to usher well this in. Yeah. So, we we do know some of the power players yeah. out there. We're bringing in like Jason said, some really influential people. But let's go ahead and tell us. But yeah, about this it. isn't us teaching. I mean, this no, is no, this is no. us bringing in the experts. So yes. you know, we're going to be learning here too, and we're going to be helping you. Right. So uh, let's go ahead and share with them the the breakdown. They can go to makeandelevate.com and they can see the full agenda for both the mastermind and the workshop. But let's kind of like talk it through a little bit and tell them what it's all about. So the mastermind is what it's going to actually be a full three days. So the whole thing is three days starting right. on Monday evening for dinner and then ending on Wednesday evening at a party. So if you sign up for the whole I'm mastermind party. Yeah, if you sign up for the whole mastermind series, you're gonna be with us for two and a half days minus Tuesday evening you're on your own. Right. But from Monday evening until, you know, Wednesday night, you know, we're gonna be hanging out. Yeah. And Sounds good. Yeah, it's And we're going to start out at RPM Steakhouse, one of the premier restaurants in downtown Chicago. It's going to be a small group, 10 people. We've got the chef's table reserved there already. It's going to be all included in your uh, ticket price. Uh, you don't have to worry about getting out your credit card that night. We're going to have some Yeah, it's all people. included. It's all yeah, included. just to make sure the steak and the wine's included on on Monday night. I've not been and there. And so is the party on Wednesday night. Yeah, everything. It's all it's all inclusive. Right. Three so days. and then if you sign up for just the workshop only, you're going to be you're going to start off at the workshop on Wednesday morning and you're going to end with us at the party on Wednesday night and you're going to be at a party with um I don't know. I think Jim said 200, might be 150, I don't know. It, there's going to be a lot of people traveling through during that 3 to 4 hours and it's right near McCormick Place. So you'll easily be able to take a a cab or an Uber over to the party. So yeah. it'll be it'll be real easy. Yeah, makeandelevate.com. Get registered. There's not many spots. With 250,000 people coming to Chicago and all the listeners that we have, I think we're going to fill up really quick. Yeah, I agree. And also, um, we decided that, you know, we believe in this so much that we are, you know, guaranteeing. So you, 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 
pay for this and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to get the value, but I'm going to give it a try. And you, you come out of this thing and you're like, I just didn't get the value. I just, it just didn't happen for me. Email Ryan at making chips and, and we'll write you a check. You know, we'll get you your money back. Not a problem. No questions asked. Good. Yep. And we're going to be updating the site as we confirm all the keynote speakers and, and the, the yeah, we're in negotiation agenda. with the right. keynote right now and it's going to be good. So we just can't great. say who it is yet. Our favorite making chips guests will be there live and in the flesh and we'll be able to communicate them we're gonna have a panel discussion we're gonna let uh, people ask them questions about what they talked about or anything regarding their manufacturing business that they shared on the show yeah i mean at at, at 595 to come out of this thing you're going to have what i believe is way more value than that i mean you're going to have a template for a succession plan you're going to have the nuts and bolts of what you need for a corporate snapshot. You're going to have a um, working tools in order to make your next hire. I mean, you can't pay professionals in order to get those things less than five ninety five. So it, it's it's a great value. Plus plus the party plus drinks. You plus know, the I mean, party. I mean, plus breakfast and lunch. Yeah, exactly. Too, so yeah, it's gonna and it's at the Virgin Hotel, which mm-hmm. is that is a sexy hotel. So and right in downtown Chicago. So uh, it's gonna be great. You'll be able to meet Ryan. In, in the flesh, right? And us. Yeah, r- yeah. Ryan will be the guy that... Um, <laughs> I'm going to insult him. By <laughs> He'll be the guy with the big beard and the skinny jeans and the long hair. <laughs> we love Ryan. That's right. He just brings you another sure? dimension to making chips. We've got the old guy. I, I don't know. know who I am. And we got, you know, the... <laughs> Where you the <laughs> and the guy with the skinny jeans? <laughs> I got skinny jeans on too. Oh, yeah. you guys! I know. Well, we're just a little bit more stylish than you. Yeah, we got to get him a. We got to get him a stylist. I'm good. My wife loves me the way I am. That's I all I care does. about, and that's the most important. So, what do we got on the show today, buddy? What are we going to talk about? So, like we mentioned when we were talking about manufacturing news, we're going to talk about vision. I know. So it's it's such it's a, a buzzword. It's, it's so a buzzword used. I you know. Yep. Everyone's got a vision, a strategic vision. I mean, what? What? Let's break this down. Well, but what does it Jim, mean? I, I what would, does it mean for a manufacturer? What does it mean for the? I would question shop? you. Do you have one? I do, mean, could you articulate what your vision is, where you're going to be in five or ten years? I do have a written strategic plan. It's a okay. three to five year strategic plan. It is pinned on my cork board right next to my okay, desk. Good. It was done two years ago. I have not. We do not. Form, you don't review it. We don't review it formally. But I do look at it occasionally to see that we're on track. So I would say that you're probably a step ahead of most people. My size shop. Right. Your size shop, you're a step ahead of most people. But I think you could do better than that. I think I could. I I want to. I really do. And things are changing. One of the easy things is that you need to review it at least once a year. I would say... Oh, I I do it at least once. Oh, formally. You need to formally say, do we need to change this once a year? You're, I know you're reviewing it on a regular basis, but right, you actually it, need that a document question. has to evolve. It has to. Yeah, it has to. Yep, absolutely. So why don't you break it down for us a little bit? So th- again, Jason, think about a smaller manufacturing company. Could be a machine shop. Could be down in Kansas City, Kansas. What's their first step? That you know they've been. Dad's had the company since the mid '60s. The second generation is in. He's trying to make things happen. The dad's still there. He's pushing back a little bit. Maybe the third generation is just about ready to graduate from high school, thinking about coming into the business. You know, we're, we're they're struggling to maintain. You know, they're trying to do things right, and. Now, you and I are telling them that they need to have a formal, written vision plan. Please enlighten me and enlighten our listeners on on 
what you think that first step should be. Yeah, sure. So I think that the first thing that that you need to do is you need to you need to say to yourself where we've been. So the first thing you need to do is look back on, you know, the history of your company. That history might be two years or it could be 60 years. Who, who knows what it is? Um, but I think you need to look back and say, okay, where do we start? Why did we start? Who started this company? And, and I'm not talking about like writing down anything like real profound, but just to like look back at your roots and say, why did we start this company? Or, why, or why did the founder start this company? And where have we been um, through the years? Like, did we start off as a brew machine shop making, you know, parts during World War II? Whatever it is, let's look back at our roots and let's just kind of talk about and write down where we've been and, and kind so of give Sanger's that reflection. Used to be a hardware Yeah, store. so we've actually gone through three three iterations over the years. So we started off as like uh, the general store, the hardware store in our neighborhood. Um, so we were selling... That's so cool. I, yeah. I When I think about how, how you've evolved... Yeah, so we started, th- started off is selling not only to manufacturing companies that were in the area, but we also sold mostly to like homeowners. No, no. Con- oh, really? Yeah, so yeah you maybe were like for the like true value or the Ace Hardware. Yeah, mostly for like constructing houses. So my grandfather was the vice president of like this company called American Hardware, and um, he got the opportunity to start his own hardware store, and so that's what he did. And <laughs> there was just cornfields in the area, and then houses started coming up, and then in like the sixties manufacturing really started coming to this area right and so fortunately my dad and my uncle this is you know kind of the first iteration um they or the the change into what the second part of the company uh second phase of the company they you know they said well we don't want to be selling to homeowners anymore and manufacturers are starting to buy more tools and stuff from us so so your customers changed your vision our customers well we started they they gave you the direction they gave us the direction so they we started getting more business from manufacturers and less business from homeowners Mm -hmm. remember this is like the early 60s right and so my um my dad and my uncle born then yeah (laughs) um my so like maybe more towards like the um more towards the mid to late 60s my dad and my uncle made a deliberate change and said we want to focus just on manufacturing and um so they made that change you know they stopped opening in the evenings they were not open on the weekends anymore and they started to basically throw out anything that had to do with just homeowners specifically so they said we're gonna we're gonna go full in on you know just the manufacturing that's that's in the area and they started being a service provider to to those people um and then i would say that the i came into the business and um that was the the next phase of the company and i said to you know to my dad i said you know if we're going to grow if we're going to scale this um chicago is a metalworking haven community i mean this is what we do we make chips here right and so if we want to grow as a company we need to focus on the chip making industry Mm -hmm. and not just be like a generalist in manufacturing so but the problem was that we weren't experts there Mm -hmm. and so i actually put a plan together to acquire smaller companies in order to acquire not only the brands but also more importantly the expertise in order to get us the technical expertise in order to um, get us to the point where we were metalworking specialists and so Mm -hmm. that's where we are now. 
So, okay, so getting back to the vision then. Yeah, so talk about where you've been. Where you've been. And where you've been. You, that was a beautiful dialogue about Zangers and the evolution of the company. That's exactly how we want our listeners to think when they're reviewing that in, our, in their own head and starting their own vision plan. So what's the next step? Okay, review th- where you've been. Review, review where you've been, and then you need to talk about, okay, where am I now? You know, how many machine tools do I have? What's my sales? What what does my team look like? What kind of expertise do I have on my staff? Kind of like what I looked at when I looked at my business, I said, okay, I want to, in order to scale the business, I need to be focused on the metalworking industry, but uh oh, I don't have people that are experts. I, I couldn't go to the market and say I mean your staff. Yeah. I couldn't go to you and say I, I'm I'm a specialist in in helping you to make chips faster and less expensively um, because I, don't, I didn't have the people on my team and it. so I looked at my staff and I said okay where do I go or or you looked at your capacity and your your of your machines or whatever else that it is so you need to you need to really take a look at that and say where am I right now and that's going to help you to determine you know um, what you need in order to get from where you are now to where you want to be and so that would be the third step is say where do I want to be. Um, is that five years away? Is that 10 years away? Is that one year away? And that's exactly what I did. I said, I need to acquire, um, other smaller companies that could help me to be a specialist and help me to be an expert. Got it. Do we write this down? Yeah, it, de- it definitely needs to be written down. And, okay. and I don't, I don't want to advocate at, at least at this point, any kind of, but you know what we're going to hear? I'm, I'm, I'm listening to those. I'm hearing those guys right now, our gals mm-hmm. out there. Saying, oh God, you're 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 asking me to do another step. You you're you know like, oh, do I really have to write? You know, most manufacturers aren't really savvy when it comes to writing. They're and and that's writing. fine. They're you know what? I'm not asking anybody to write a you know 50 page strategic. Could plan. they actually write it like on a legal pad? Write it on a sticky note. Okay. You know what I mean? Like literally, just write. What do you want them to write? What what I, I, what, I, I, what is that? What is that verbiage? I, I, well, to the, say? the the thing that you need—that's the most important thing to write down and that you want to put on your sticky note—is is is where you're going. So that's the most important thing. You need to reflect on where you've been. You need to be honest about where you are right now in order to know what kind of capacity that you need to get to where you're going. But that's the thing that you need to write. Down. I mean, don't don't overcomplicate it. I didn't even I did I honestly didn't even write any of this down. This was all in my head. Okay. So now I do write things down because you know the business has gotten a little bit more complicated. But of course. um, you know, it, it, just write it down as a sticky note. If if that's the first step that you need to take, I mean, literally reflect on the first two and then write down where you're going, and maybe set a calendar. Uh Task stick it on your no, no. Stick it on no, your computer. because you got to review it. No, no. Stick it on. Stick the sticky note on your computer so you're looking at it every day. Right. So, you know, it's the first thing you see in your morning, mm-hmm. and you reflect on where it is that you want to go, and then that'll help to like kind of push you to maybe making more plans. And then I would say if you're going to make further plans in order to figure out where you're going, write down some key measurables. You know. Okay. So we talked about before that. Oh, see, so like maybe you could have, like. March, you had 100,000 in sales. April, you had 110,000 in sales. And you could write those on the sticky notes. You, you could write down. Because I would, you're, it's trending. It's, yeah. it's trending I, was, I was actually going to go in a little bit of a different direction because sometimes when you just write down sales numbers, it's it's hard to get motivated by that. So what I would say it motivates is, me. Okay, so it, could, it could motivate you, but it's also maybe not as controllable. You know what I mean? So you can't yes. get somebody to write well, a purchase order. So um, what, what I'm suggesting is that you, you, when you look at who you are now, 
if you're, let's say, heavily invested in the automotive industry, let's just say you've got 20 active customers. Mm -hmm. I'm just making up numbers here. And 18 of them are in the automotive industry. Okay. Maybe part of where you're going is that you want to diversify yourself. So you want to say next year, I want to have those same 18 people in the automotive industry, but I want to have five more outside. Yes. So I've been doing that and I've been really, really laser focused on diversifying my business industries that I've uh, service and it's it's thank God thank God and and it's helped and it takes a little bit of time and you got to redirect and you really got to get out there and do it but yes I I agree a hundred percent yeah and then maybe one of the other measurables might be you know in five years I want to have a engineering department with an engineering manager or it could be I just want to have one engineer that's a full-time engineer that's on my staff so that you're not doing all that engineering work all the time you know this is not somebody that's running a machine tool but he's just a full-time engineer so whatever your measurables are those are yours to determine Um, but I would just say you need to write those things down you need to know where you're going and you need to keep that in relation to where you are right now and it's got to be it's got to be realistic I know I'm always jealous of the people, you know, not jealous, envious of the people that I hear that have these vision and set these goals and they're, they hit them all the time. Really. I mean, it's, um, it's amazing that people can consistently keep hitting those goals. I, you know, they obviously have the secret sauce or something. They can, they can really focus on writing those, that vision, that goal and hitting it every, every time. So what's next? That's it. I mean, how much okay. more complicated do you want to make it? Doesn't it doesn't seem too bad. I mean, no, I mean, th- that's I'm going to go th- back this afternoon and I'm going to take it right off my, my cork board and look at it one I more mean, time. I mean, listen, you can overcomplicate this thing and right. then you know, you know what you end up doing with it? What's that? Nothing. Yeah. You, you end right. up doing nothing with it because right. it's too onerous of a I think the sticky note approach is really good. Yeah. It is. It's a first way to do it. It keeps you reminded of it. It's on your computer and whatever whatever that action item is could be different for jason it could be different for jim it could be different for ryan but whatever that action item is it's going to influence you and it's going to be a constant reminder of where you want to go absolutely what kind of goals you want to set absolutely i mean my the vision that we have is is definitely a lot more um complex than that and you know that's something that we could share in the future but i would say just as like a starting point that's where that's where you got to be sure that's where you got to be and you know you got to just look at what's your overarching goal of where, where you're going where you go i mean I, I made this analogy um during the first presentation that we had for like our all company meeting and you know if you're in the in the middle of west texas and you're you know, running down the street and you don't see anything ahead of you. You're just running, 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 running. You're going to get out of breath and you've got nothing You're to not run gonna, to. You've got nothing to run to. No. And, and, if you, and if you compare that to imagine if you're on the five-yard line in the middle of a football game and you know where you need to go. Where do you need to go, Jim? Right down to the end zone. Right down to the end zone, exactly. So yeah. you know where exactly where you're going. Right. So that that's the difference. It's you how know? you get there. That's the tough part. Well, yeah. But, but, but you, you have to have a good plan. And you have to have a vision. How you're going to get there is is that you you can figure that out, but you got to figure out where you're going first. Right. So exactly, and that's where that's where it's important to to say, well, where am I now? I'm right. on the ten yard line, mm-hmm. or I, you know, I'm running down the street in the middle of West Texas on a hundred degree day, and I don't I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, that's the crux of it. Yeah, it certainly seems like we know it all, don't we? Uh, no, I but don't. I no. didn't come up with any of this myself. No. 
<laughs> you, did you copy and paste it from a Google site? No. Oh, no, okay. nothing like that. I've okay. done. I've done a lot. Year. This has been years and years and years of research and me formulating and just kind of taking best practices from from sure. different areas and and piecing it together as to how it it would best work. Yeah. For, well, we're for lucky. Me. We're we are very lucky that we have a very strong network of professionals that we hang with and are tight with that helps that too it really does it really does kind of like a mastermind yeah like a, absolutely a personal board of directors yeah you need people to push you they absolutely and you yeah. push me i don't know if you if you knew that but you oh, do thank you and inspire me yeah. so and and you know here's another here's another great point that i that i want to share as it regards to your vision and figuring out where you're going um there's nothing that is more compelling for somebody to join your company than telling them where they're going you know, if you if you go to somebody and you just say, I need to hire a machinist and, you know, we're just doing jobs as they come in. But if you go to them and you say, in five years, we're going to have five machine tools. We're going to have 25 percent of our business in each of these four industries. Um, we're going to have a full time engineer working here. And I want you to be a part of this team. Sure. I want you to be a part. I want you to be a machinist that is coming up in the company, and maybe you could be a full-time engineer in the Sounds future. Sounds great. I want to I, join that company. Exactly. I want to be part of that growth. I want to be part of that success. Exactly. I want to be part of that inertia. Yep. That that good feeling. Exactly. The su- success. Everybody exactly. Wants success. Exactly. And everybody wants to know where they're going. Exactly. You know, we we talk about hiring being a huge problem in our industry mm-hmm. and that might make a difference to hire that next person that might be considering you know the other um, machining company down the street right anyway uh w- what a great show thanks for sharing that with us uh, jason it certainly seems like we've equipped and inspired somebody today i know i know i'm making myself rethink the process i'm hitting the refresh button in my head on our corporate vision and where we want to go and again i'll have to i'm gonna have to look at it this afternoon but um uh, we're glad that we're here we can convey this information to you our listeners and uh we hope that uh if you have any success stories that you want to share with us please reach out you can share us your vision email us yeah Yeah. i'd love to hear it yeah if somebody if somebody really feels that they have a like a really compelling vision and that they want to you know share it with us and maybe it's something that you know we can we can talk about on the show right it's yeah it's it's all kind of yeah share with us if you want to yeah jason at making chips jim at making chips or ryan at making chips or you can dial the phone number is 312-725-0245 um or they can go onto our Facebook page, our SoundCloud, Instagram, and they can get a hold of us in, in some capacity. It's not hard nowadays to communicate, right? No. Yeah. And and the one thing that I would tell people, go to makeanelevate.com. Absolutely. They better register for that Yeah, soon register for it. Support there's a, there's us There's only this. maximum eight spots for the Mastermind Series and maximum 30 spots for that workshop. I mean, that's going to fill up quick. And we truly believe in this. Like I said, we are you know, we are guaranteeing that you're going to get value out of it. So I know uh, they will. This is a, a no-risk proposition. Yeah, it I certainly mean, is. It, it really is. And you know it's going to be a fun time too. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have dinner if you're if you're a part of the mastermind, and we're gonna hang out at a party on on Wednesday night if you're just doing the workshop. It's gonna be awesome. Anyway, with that said, if you're not making, making chips, chips, you're not making money. You're not making money. Bam. Bam. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share, and what keeps you up at night? 
We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear, and we'll see you next time on Making Chips. We'll be right back. 